Welcome to the Thin Within Podcast, the show for women who want mental secrets for weight loss mastery. I'm your host, Marna Thal. I'm the owner of ThinWithin.com, and I'm here to give you the inside scoop on how to lose weight by mastering your inner game. Diets never work for me long term, and if you're like 95% of the rest of the human race, they haven't worked long term for you either. Every week, I'll give you tools, techniques, and resources you need to actually succeed in using the power of your mind to lose weight. I can't wait to teach you another mental secret, so let's dive right in. How do you parent through discomfort without turning to food? Not all of you have kids and not all of you are grandparents and not all of you are caregivers. So I know that you may not be in that role per se, but when it comes to handling difficult people or handling difficult situations or trying situations, I really want to talk to you about how to navigate it without turning to food. Because we all have these moments where we are dealing with difficult people, whether it's at work or a fight or a disagreement. How do you navigate it without turning to food, without leaning on a comfort like food to navigate the situation. And this fall has been one of those seasons that's been really intense for my son. And some of you may be able to relate to this with COVID. Some of our kiddos are a little bit behind and my kiddo gated through the last couple years and he is now in fourth grade and he's being asked to do and be very different from what he's been asked to do or be in the past with school. And because of that, that has created some lashing out, some difficulties at home. He's just been having a rough time. And If you are somebody who turns to food or who has a natural way of wanting to deal emotionally with things through and with food or numb out and not deal with things, then it's one of the things that I've been noticing in of myself, like, how am I going to navigate this in a way where I don't turn in on myself or I don't turn in and turn to food and eat? I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person that gets bigger because my son is struggling or because there's conflict. So I want to talk to you about some things that have been helping me. And I want you to know that you're not alone. This stuff can be really difficult and tricky to navigate with kids. And one of the things that's so amazing with being a parent or being a human is being able to watch yourself. Like I could watch myself in these difficult situations, having this desire for food. And any of you relate to that where you are in a difficult situation and I just, for me, I just want to numb out. Do you find that happening to you where you just want to numb out, where you don't want to feel I just noticed that all of a sudden, think about food when I'm in a conflict. And it's my way, my brain's way, I should say, of it's been programmed to think about food to nurture me, comfort me, numb me out. Doesn't mean, though, that we have to act on what we notice. So this is an important piece. And I'm going to go through a process today of walking you through how to start navigating through these difficult situations with our kids or as a grandparent or conflict 
in a way that will help you. But what makes being human so incredible and so different is than any other being is that we can see, we can watch ourselves go, oh, I want food right now. Oh, I, I want to numb out. Mm, I want to not feel, not think, not have to deal. And we can see that. So that's the good news, because if you're able to see and have the awareness of what's going on, we can then change some things. Now, some of you might notice that you are a confronter. You like to talk through and you like to confront challenges and difficulties. And some of you are an avoider. You like to avoid. You like to numb it out. You like to not face it. You like to move away from it. What are you? What do you notice that you are? Are you a confronter or are you an avoider? So in my family, my husband and my daughter are confronters. They're very comfortable talking through problems, talking through stress, talking through the frustrations that they have. And my son and I are avoiders. We want just peace and harmony and we want to just numb it out. <laughs> Okay, not feel it, have it go away. And then, oh, all of a sudden we're fine and we move on. So what are you? Are you a confronter or are you somebody who likes to avoid? Either one, it doesn't matter. A confronter or an avoider can turn to a substance like food to want to avoid, numb out, deal with the stress, deal with the frustration, deal with difficult people, deal with what's going on. Obviously. We want to start getting in front of that because we don't want to take this frustration and our frustrations and pain out on ourselves. So step number one, if you're in a difficult parenting situation, you're in a difficult situation at home, you're in conflict, you want to first just get honest with yourself about what you're feeling. Okay. What am I feeling? I'm frustrated. I'm mad. I'm angry. Okay, just noticing what it is that you're feeling is really important to this process, because especially for those of you who are avoiders, you might not know because you want to stuff the feeling down. You may not know what the feeling is. And so by identifying the feeling, at least we label it. Confronters too, I want you to be able to label it as well, just so that you know. You might have a little bit easier time identifying what it is that you're feeling because you're able to confront situations easier and better than those of us who are avoiders. So you want to get honest with yourself and label what you're feeling. I noticed yesterday when I was having a conflict with my son, I wanted to avoid and numb out. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to avoid. I was so angry. I noticed I was angry. And my way of dealing with my anger was to avoid and check out. The second thing we want to do so that you're not turning to food when there is conflict is that you want to break the habit of turning to food. You can notice your brain wanting food. But you've got to decide, hey, listen, I'm going to make the choice, the decision not to turn to food, but to deal with this, to deal with what's going on. You all know this. Food is not going to fix the problem. Food is not going to take care of it for you. So when you decide to face it without using food to fix the issue, because food will not fix the issue, that's the second piece. The third piece is that I chose to do is I 
chose to take a moment and ground my energy. The way I like to ground my energy is through breath. But some of you have done beautifully well with grounding your energy through prayer, through talking to yourself, through telling yourself it's going to be okay. I got this. I can do this. Doing it inside of your head. If let's say you have a kiddo who's just, you know, having a tough time. I got this. I can do this. We'll be okay. I can get through this. He can get through this. My kiddo, this person can get through this. My grandkids can get through this. We'll be okay. I've got this. So to ground the energy takes you from having this frenetic reactive energy into a grounded place with your energy. And from a more grounded place, we're not up here frenetically. We're, we bring our energy down. And at least that's what I do. I use my breath. My breath, you all know this. If you know me, you know, I use my breath a lot to just like, I got this. I got this, Marna, breathe. You got this, girl. You can do this. It's going to be okay. Okay. And then I got curious what this was bringing up for me. Okay. So the fourth thing, get curious about what the issue is bringing up for yourself. What is it bringing up? What do you, is it bringing up anger, frustration, lack of control, an expectation that my kid should be doing something else or knowing something else? or be acting a different way. And just knowing that is helpful because then I was clear then, okay, this is what it's bringing up. I, this feels out of control and I expect him to act differently. I expect that he acts differently. And then fifth, it was important for me to go through the process after things calm down to do my own reflection so that I didn't turn to food and do my own reflection and look at, okay, what is it that I'm hoping to get out of this situation? What responsibility can I take to help make this better for my son? What can I do? I looked at a couple things. What's the result I ultimately want my son to understand or what's the learning I want him to have? Which for me was respect, taking responsibility, and learning to navigate difficult feelings. Those were the three. So if I understand what the ultimate long-term desire for him is to be a productive adult, those were the things that were really important. And then I looked at, lastly, how can I be in the process of helping navigate that? How can I help support that in a productive way, in a loving way in the future to help facilitate responsibility, honesty and respect, and navigating difficult experiences and feelings. And so my husband and I went on a walk and we discussed that together. One of the things that we want to do is just keep recognizing him. He can recognize him twice and I can recognize him twice a day around the things that he's doing that are respectful, where he's taking responsibility and where he's managing his feelings and emotions if he gets upset. We look at how this impacts our food and our relationship with food. We want to really look at creating a system to help support you, to help support your body, to help support you navigate these difficult conversations, these difficult stressors throughout the day 
or the life or your week, you know, it may not happen very often, but that you don't turn to food. And the first thing is just recognizing that one you are, okay? Recognizing that you are, and this is a system that will help you. So let me just repeat it. Get honest with yourself about what you're feeling. Two, you want to break the habit of food by recognizing that food's not going to fix the situation at all. It's just not going to fix it. Ground your energy. Your child could be having a fight. You could ground that energy in through breath, through prayer. Please God help me. Through telling yourself it's going to be okay. I got you. It's all right. We can do this. We can do hard things. We can navigate through this. You don't have to check out and go to food. Number four, then get curious about what are you feeling? What is this parenting issue bringing up for you? Five, reflect. What is the learning and lesson you want your child to really walk away from? Understanding, knowing, being able to navigate. Because I think when we get upset as parents and we get mad at ourselves, like, oh my God, why did I get so upset with my kiddo? When we come back to understand, okay, well, what do I want him to learn? What do I want her to learn? What am I wanting them to learn? And why is that important to me? Why do I want them to be respectful? (laughs) Why do I want them to take responsibility? Why is that important? When you go through your own little mini process of going, well, here's why it's important to me. And then you can always reflect that back. You can always share that with with your kiddo of why that is important. But then looking then number six at that last part of, okay, this is why this is important. And this is how I'm going to help my kiddo try to navigate this situation better. Here's what I can do to help support this. And what this will do is it will break oftentimes the beating yourself up and puts you in a solution-oriented mindset and process to then feel like, okay, I'm going to help be part of the solution instead of part of the problem. And what I find is when I feel like I'm part of the solution and I, and I know how I'm going to navigate things, my head isn't spinning and cycling down, beating myself up. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. I shouldn't. That's not how he should act. Da, 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 da. And then what happens is that if I feel that, if it doesn't feel settled and complete, it's easier for me to turn to food. If it feels settled and complete, then I feel like for for me anyway, I feel as though I have a process to navigate and then I don't beat myself up or want to numb out or avoid or turn to food because there is a solution there. Because a lot of times, many of you are turning to food to numb out or you feel this lack of control as a parent or you feel like you're feeling a guilt or I should do something differently or beating yourself up as I'm a bad parent. I should know better. I wish I did this. If you can avoid all of that internal criticism and come back into a place where there is a solution that you're going to try out. So is this helpful to understand a process that you can use when you are in conflict, whether it's with a child or with a grand kiddo or with an employee or with somebody else? Some of these are really applicable when you're in that parent role and you're thinking about what do I want my kids to learn? What do I want them to grasp? What is the learning here? that is creating such frustration and conflict in our family. And a lot of times we leave this, especially for those of you who are not great at confronting, but you avoid it. You then leave this opening for the rest of the night 
or the next days to feel this big upset, frustration, feeling out of control, instead of closing that space up so that you're clear about your role to help support your kiddo or their role or having a discussion afterwards with your kiddo. These are the values of my family. My values of my family is that I want kiddos that can take responsibility for themselves, that they can take ownership, that they can be responsible. And when they don't act that way, there are consequences to that. And I know that doesn't feel good. And let's come up with a way for us to start figuring out a way for you to earn back trust. Yes, Stephanie said, yes, this really applies. When I don't feel settled or complete, I turn to food. Yes. And so you might notice, I mean, this gets very applicable with a relationship, even with a spouse. You get mad at each other and then things feel really loud and big and, and unsettled. And then all of a sudden you go sneaking into the cabinet or you're like, just give me that ice cream. I don't care. I just want to eat food. I just want to have it to numb out so that you're not feeling. And and the problem is, is like, there's nothing really problematic in the eating per se, except for the fact that then you wake up in the morning and you feel like crap and you feel like you really have this, you've taken this out on yourself. And I want you to move from taking these difficult, painful conversations and conflicts in your life, taking them out on yourself to dealing with them. That's really the beautiful part of this work that we do. But then within, that is really like the beauty of the work we do here is that we go from feeling numbed out or avoiding to starting to feel. And if you have not ever seen or been modeled feelings or dealing or confronting, you don't know how to do it. It feels so uncomfortable. So to practice this in a safe place is what I love and I invite you always to do inside of the work that I offer because it's about not getting this right. It's about it looking messy and ugly and funky and weird and navigating life without turning on yourself with and around food, which is often just a programmed response. And the amazing thing is you can program this out by getting good at feeling your feelings, by getting good at going through a process. But a lot of times we just need that. We need a process. Nobody teaches a process. Just feel your feelings. Well, how do I do that? Or deal with conflict. Come on, just go. <laughs> go. Handle a difficult marriage. Handle conflict. Go. And then you don't know how to do that. Well, this helps by having a process and completing the circle of the stress and the pain by letting you know that you are doing something. Because a lot of times that's what we need psychologically to know is that we're doing something, we're part of the solution versus part of the problem. And if we can be part of the solution and end in that way by being part of the solution, it fills our hearts up, it fills our heads up with positive pleasure. I mean, I just felt like, oh, okay. So proud of my husband and I for having that conversation and talking through it and really taking responsibility of how can we be part of the solution. It allowed me to come back into the house with so much more pleasure and fulfillment, not seeking to numb out anymore, not seeking food as a way to navigate the situation. So I want to encourage all of you, if you are struggling with 
kiddos or the fallout of COVID or the difficulties of education or whatever it is that you might be navigating with them. Know that there are strategies. You can use this strategy to help you and support you so that you can get better and better so you don't turn to food and turn on yourself but to really start taking care of that beautiful body of yours and that beautiful mind of yours, okay? And if you need help and strategies and solutions like that, you can always join my Thin Within community. I want you to be there. I want to help support you. Right now we're doing eight weeks, eight pounds down. Come be part of that. We're on week two. So there's plenty of time for you to catch up and and I can help you. All right. Well, I'm sending you all so much love enjoy the strategy, put it in practice, and just know you got this. You can do this. You don't have to turn on yourself when it comes to food. You can do this. All right. Sending you all lots of love. Big hugs, everybody. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. Bye.